basically it it be, it began to beat my spirits down you know um i would if it was like one year in one year out one year in one year out i probably could have i probably could have lived with that but it was like six months out three years in um three months out five years in and i just saw big chunks of my life just disappearing before my eyes and i was calling collect on like holidays i would call collect on christmas and i would my whole family would be at like a Christmas thing at my mom's house. And I would get to talk to everybody on a collect phone call. And um, those were the times where I really, really felt it, you know, when I was in there. And um, that didn't stop me from drinking and using in there. Um, I definitely did my fair share of that. And I just made, I just made an excuse, like, what are they gonna do, lock me up? You know, I'm already locked up. So what's the big deal, you know? I'll, do, I'll start when I get out. And um, I remember having a big list of things that I always wanted to do when I got out and I would never make it to like the second thing, you know, because I, I had no defense against that first drink. And when I would get arrested and it would be really bad in the cop car and then the loop and then all the places that were really hard to deal with. Once I got to prison and things kind of loosened up, you know, I could I could be cruising around in the yard, probably running into a couple of my friends and um, just made the best of it at that point, I would get close to getting released and my mind would just do a 180. And instead of saying, I have to get sober when I get out, my mind would tell me, you just did a huge chunk of time in prison. You deserve a cold beer, you know? And um, that's what I would do when I got out. And that would, cold beer would lead to more cold beers. And that would lead to me getting strung out and me getting strung out. I couldn't hold a job. So I would have to do um, what I did to get money. And then I would be back in prison again. And um, I just came to the acceptance of that's what my life was going to be. And um, I didn't think it would get any worse. I didn't think it would get any better. I thought that was just a pattern. And I was just going to be one of those old guys in prison. And um, when 2007 I was in an incident down in Carlsbad I was uh, on the run and I was in an incident down there where the police uh, they fired 26 rounds through the through the passenger side of my car they killed the mother of my kids and they charged me with murder and I remember thinking I always thought when people said jails institutions and death yeah jails maybe institutions probably but death I'm not gonna die you know I'm not gonna die it's just not going to happen to me. I'm just, it's not one of those things that's going to might happen to somebody else, but it's not going to happen to me. And I remember when those bullets were coming through the, the windows, I remember thinking to myself in the midst of all the bullets flying through the car that alcohol and drugs create situations where people die. And um, I did a pretty big chunk of time on that one. Um, I ended up taking a plea bargain for a uh, manslaughter charge. And when I got out, all my friends were sober and they just basically directed me and told me, this is what you're gonna do. Um, and I listened. And I always thought that when I got sober, um, that, I, that I was just gonna stop drinking and using and everything was gonna be good. You know, I didn't know there was a bunch of work that I had to do and steps. And um, the greatest thing about being sober today is the transforming of my mind. You know, I don't think like my sponsor always says, the, the, the biggest thing, the key to recovery is in the pause. You know, it's in the pause. When you pause, that's where the recovery is at. 
And I get it. I get to do that today. You know, I get to pause, you know, when it talks about on awakening gradually becomes a working part of the mind. My mind is different today. You know, I think about other people. I might go to myself first, but um, I can quickly pause and I can think about how it's going to affect others. And um, I've had some hiccups since since I paroled that time, um, but it's a it's a miracle in itself that uh, I didn't end up back in prison when I had those hiccups. I knew when I started going through it that I remembered that good feeling that I had that you guys gave me that that you guys showed me the way to a good feeling and I wanted that feeling back again. And um, through this program and through the steps, I, I was able to make an amends to um, the, the mother of my kid's mom, you know, and her and I are really close today. I, I got to bring her some flowers on Mother's Day and that's, it's huge, you know, it's huge for me. You know, I'm a miracle. Um, this program has, has, been able to show me different ways to live and because of that uh, I'm super grateful um, life doesn't stop you know um, I heard a guy say one time you know I love it Tara comes over here and she's like oh, I'm speaking tonight and then I end up being a 10-minute speaker and at, at first I'm like yeah that's that's a pain in the ass I don't want to do that you know and then I remember what this guy said and I always play it back in my mind. He said, don't let the life that AA gave you get in the way of your AA life, you know? And um, so I have to remember that. I have to pause when, when I think about, oh, I don't want to be a 10 minute speaker or I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I have to realize that because I'm doing these things is, is where my life is at today. So um, like I said, I, I appreciate being able to be a 10 minute speaker. Um, I hope everybody has an awesome Sunday and I know I have a minute left, but that's pretty much all I have. So thank you very much.